The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. The MLB trade deadline is now behind us, and we're dealing with the fallout here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link of Rotowire.com here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Todd, always a pleasure uh, being on with you, man. Uh, deadline is coming past. The Reds added Sam Mole. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll see to... your Sam Mole and raise you a Lewis Urias. That's what the Red Sox did. Well, I'm trying to contain my excitement here uh, on the show. But, yeah, good to be on with you, man. And uh, got pickups to talk about, rival, and, of course, two-star pitchers. But how are you doing? Before we get into all that, how are you doing today? Doing well. I don't know how it's been in your neck of the woods, but we've been a little bit of a reasonable weather snap as opposed to the heat wave that we've had. Been in the 70s and not in the 90s, which is nice, though. It, th- those of us that sweat a little excess um, have have appreciated the bit of a, especially at night, appreciated the bit of a cooler temperatures. Absolutely. Well, you know we uh, we've covered a lot of the deadline and the fallout over at RotoWire, but uh, anything else? Also, you know, you and I are going to be talking a lot about it tomorrow on MLB Network Radio. But anything else? Any kind of final thoughts as we kind of finally turn the page on the trade deadline? I think it was reflective of MLB in that it's it was tough to decide whether you're going for it or whether you're not going for it. And I think part of the reason is some teams were overproducing, uh, over over you know over overplaying and underplaying. I think fantasy teams are kind of in the same boat in that. I mean, there's a reason why some of these you know Padres uh, you know underproducing. Well, if you've got Padres in your team, your team's not doing so well, but you're looking at it going, I don't know. I think this team can still compete. And it's, it reflects what's going on in NLB because it's the same players. So I think we're going to see some of that in, in our keeper and dynasty formats where maybe the trade deadline is, is, is hasn't passed yet. And we'll, you know, should I go for it? Is Xander Bogart's going to turn it around? Is so-and-so going to fall off? I don't know. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's if it went chalk, 
I'd be out of a job. I don't know if you would, but if if things went chalk, I'd be out of a job. So it's all good. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to decide myself if I want to, you know, invest prospect capital and chasing some dynasty and keeper championships like our staff keeper league. That's nuts. Uh, a lot of teams vying for it, and uh, I think Harrison. I want to make some moves, but I. You know, sustainability, <laughs> it's the same thing with yeah. Major League Baseball teams. We can't let Erickson win dumping a category. Oh, yeah. He, I He's think in it's stolen, right now, right? Yeah, I think it's stolen bases. Jeff's dumping stolen bases and yet winning a highly competitive keeper league. We can never – if he wins, we can We can no longer say you can't win a keeper league by dumping a category. Jeff's about to do it. Well, we'll see. And I have Ronald Acuna, so if I lost with Acuna <laughs> in an 18-teamer, I'd, I'd kind of feel bad a little bit. Anyways, Todd, let's uh, move on to some pickups this week. Um, with the trade deadline, there have been some guys who've kind of you know, been thrust into the spotlight yeah. and kind of now have fantasy relevance. Uh, fantasy relevance again for... Giovanni Gallegos, he was the top pickup in the Rotowire Stake League last night. Um, of course, they dealt away Jordan Hicks. The Cardinals did. He goes for 11, Giovanni Gallegos, 11 out of 100. My only real hesitation there is Scott or Ryan Helsley, who exactly you know on the IL right now for our issue. He uh, has been facing hitters in live batting practice, though, so. You never want to assume anything with injuries, but it could be a relatively short window here for uh, Gallegos. It could be, or but if you got the fab and you need the saves, you go for it. You yeah. can't take it with you. Maybe, maybe you can put it on on, on gift certificate like Will of Fortune. But yeah, you you spend relative to what you have, and you, maybe you make a deal for Helsley. Maybe you have Helsley, and it's it's a it's a hedge. But you're right. the The key point is Helsley is lurking. Jojo Romero was picked up too, actually, in the stake league. Uh, he's pitched okay and does have a save recently. So, you know, people uh, desperate for saves, scratching and clawing. And with that in mind, Gregory Santos, I actually kind of like Gregory Santos more than, than Gallegos because I was digging into the, the Santos's numbers a little bit. Man, really impressive. And with the news that Liam Hendricks undergoing time. Oh, I feel terrible for the guy. Oh man, exactly. No, in that, oh, it, it was you know such a bummer. And yeah, after beating cancer, in the fact that he's out and now another year, it's it, that's the, that's just such a shame. So, um, really but is. you know, to the here and now, Santos, how many ever say how many how many ever, how many saves the White Sox uh, generate remains to be seen, but they still got some decent decent starting pitching. So you got to figure they'll be in a few games. Yeah, Santos was fine. Yeah, Santos uh, throws a sinking fastball, clocked it on average at 99 miles per hour, and then he breaks off the slider. And I was looking at his baseball savant page. He's thrown 410 sliders this year. Gregory Santos, he's allowed one extra base hit on 410 sliders, and that was a double. I had him for four eleven by my count, so uh, no, I don't count. But, yeah, um, <laughs> no, is that a slider or a sweeper? I don't know exactly, <laughs> but it's pretty amazing. Just uh, you know, throw that sinking fastball ninety nine, then you break off the slider. Yeah. He's got a thirty seven 
8.2% whiff rate on that slider. So it looks like a closer profile, certainly. Yeah, you get a lot of red on that page. Why don't why don't you throw it all the time? Well, part of its effectiveness is you don't necessarily know it's coming. Yeah, you got to set it up with the yeah. fastball. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, I would take Santos over Gallegos. Would you agree? I think he's, yes, I, I, I think I would. I, I think Gallegos is a better pitcher and St. Louis is a better team, et cetera. But I think Santos is going to get the shot. Yeah, Brooks Raley also picked up. I assume it's going to be Adam Adovino since they traded uh, David Robertson out of there. But do you think maybe it's Brooks Raley instead of Adovino? It could be. He was in the, the mix. There's yeah. one, you know, the Mets do play a little bit of matchup. Um, Adovino has been spotty. So if I don't think Raley is the man, but will he get five or six saves the rest of the year? Probably. Will he be active on your roster when they come in? Well, remains to be seen. Now, Rich Hill, of course, part of the deadline shuffle. He goes along with G-Man Choi to San Diego. And so he was picked up in the stake league. High-risk guy, just given his age. He's got to face the Dodgers at home. Then the the subsequent week, he lines up at Arizona. Just one of those guys who you, you know, if you're desperate, you take the shot on, but you you hope you can avoid any blow-ups. With yeah, a forty-three-year-old Rich Hill, it's a it's a parallel move in terms of park and all that kind of stuff. But he had seven wins with Pittsburgh. A lot of those early, you know, maybe he gets an extra win or two with the Padres. Now with Jamer Candelario moving, Jake Alu was picked up. Yeah, and looks like he could be playing quite a bit at third base for that team. Um, he was twenty-six years old at. Triple A and still at a sub 800 OPS. You know, yeah. was batting 298, but only five homers, 16 bags. What do you think? Is this just, you know, NL only for the time being? Jake well, Kelly. you can't use him in DFS because neither major site has him in there, uh, has him available <laughs> yet. Um, but, you know, all right, what is he going to? Washington runs a lot. So you mentioned the 16 out of 19 steals. Maybe and he's already got two, and I don't know if they were since he was called up. I can, I can check. He's got one since he was called up. So yeah, I think he's a a, a stealth, a stealth play for cheap speed. Yeah, I, I mean, who knows what this opportunity is really going to look like? He'll have to perform, but they got Jeter Downs up right now too. Yes, they do. Was, well, that, that's know, be- really struggling at Triple. That's well, it's because they sent Luis Garcia down. Yeah. So G- Jeter Downs could fill in at second. Hopefully, it's just kind of a wake up call to Garcia. I mean, he and Abrams kind of started the year. Let's let's you know this. We got you got one year to prove it to us. Maybe we're going to try to compete in twenty four. Abrams has taken the ball and run with it, as it were. Literally, mm-hmm. he led the league in steals, and 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 uh, Abrams did in in July. Garcia, as they say, not so much. Quinn Priester picked up here for $0 ad. I picked up Kyle Isbell swapping out Aaron Hicks just as a reserve, you know, swap. I, I like that. You know, Aaron Hicks still a couple weeks out. Isbell's been playing okay. So I don't expect to start Isbell right away this week, but uh, just a guy to have on the bench. Uh, Drew Waters, David Peralta, then Dominic Canzone uh, coming over to Seattle and 
I didn't see him on James's top 400, so he's not really like a, a prospect, but he has been starting uh, for Seattle since coming over. And of course, you you take his numbers with a grain of salt, given his age. I think he was in the, the PCL, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, let me double check on, on that. But um, yeah, he was at Reno, AAA Reno. So he, was, he had an OPS over 1,000. You do take that with a ton of salt given his age and the fact that it's in the PCL, but uh, those numbers are certainly impressive even taking in his age into account. Yeah, I think, you know, he's he's well, not, you know, not a ton of hitters came to the American League. So he could be the guy that you sneak into if you needed mm-hmm. hitting and not you know, pitching came over in, in droves. Maybe he's the guy that you sneak on, you know, everybody's paying big bucks for the pitching. You grab him as a hitter. Maybe that means you can trade a pitcher for a hitter, a hitter for a pitcher. Uh, getting the playing time, which is the currency right now. I was surprised that Seattle traded Paul Seawald, but then they held on to Teoscar Hernandez. It's kind of strange, but I was, well, I was kind of shuffling their depth chart uh, the other night, and I was thinking maybe Teoscar plays, you know, DH most of the time. Mike Ford's kind of played his way out of a role, then that could open up spot for Canzone and uh, Cade Marlowe, who's played okay at the big league level. And he's played good defense, Marlowe has. Mm-hmm. Right. When you've got Andres Munoz to step in at closer and still have enough of a backfill with Matt Brash to replace losing Seawald and, and, and having Munoz move up, I think you take advantage. It, I don't think it's a white flag. I think it's just being – getting something back for Seawald, who's probably at his highest value. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to have to change the depth chart, depending on how their lineup looks tonight, because Teoscar's primarily played the outfield. I think he's only had like 15 starts at DH, but it would make a lot of sense for them to give Canzone and Marlowe some run with Kelnick out. So uh, I think Ford's, you know, I think we know what Mike Ford is at this point, kind of a... You know, I don't mean to disrespect the guy, but quad A type. Right. Of, I mean, uh, the Mariners yeah. are still within shouting distance of that third wild card. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, the, the, the Angels have fallen back a little bit with their loss last night. But, yeah, Red Sox and the Angels and the Mariners are all chasing down the Jays. And the Red Sox and Jays open up a series this weekend. So that's important as far as that goes. Absolutely. Well, we mentioned, you know, Santos, Munoz, you mentioned. If you were some, somehow still out there, you probably got to scrab him. Uh, Randall Gritchick gets a park downgrade, big one, but uh, you like the, the lineup upgrade for him. Anybody else on your mind as a potential pickup this weekend? I don't mind. We, we talked a little about Seattle and Canzoni. We also talked about speed um, elsewhere. Uh, I don't mind Josh Rojas going to Seattle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, he was a big disappointment for me. I thought he would provide some speed with the new rules, if you will, for the mm-hmm. for, for the uh, Diamondbacks. It never happened. Then the Diamondbacks went out and got, what, Jace Peterson to kind of replace Rojas, who was on the minors. He had been sent down. Mm-hmm. So, Ro, I don't – actually, I'm not even sure if Rojas is, is up with the club or if he was kept in the minors. I saw but, him – I think he had like a fake out of Otani. I think I saw him. Yeah, no, I think he uh, is up. I think he is up. Big club. So, I mean, it's it's a speculative play, but if you need steals, Rojas can get him. 
Yeah, they'd been uh, trotting out Colton Wong. Was, his skills just fell off a cliff, but they finally moved on from Wong. And so, yeah, yeah it looks like Rojas now uh, going to get another look. Maybe his last like prolonged chance to maybe uh, dig his feet in and establish himself. But uh, maybe. we'll see. I, I like that call. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for pickups. Let's now move on to Rival Fantasy. Our friends over at Rival providing a lot of fun games this season. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about those so you can have an idea of what we're talking about here. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played. They brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo, Head-to-Head Player Challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, Daily Fantasy has never been better. Right now, Rotowire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash signup. And use code Rotowire MLB at sign up and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. Uh, the fantasy book is what Todd and I have been playing, and uh, kind of a tough slate tonight. I looking over the the rival fantasy, you know, the the uh, fantasy book board here and the, the over-unders seem about right because I'm, I'm struggling to, to land on either side of the fence here. I am too. I thought, Hmm. I thought I sent you my picks. I don't see them on my, I don't, Oh, I see them. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I okay. Maybe. Well, I don't, why don't I see them? But anyway, uh, I mean, I know I sent them earlier than, than our previous conversation. I'm, I think I'm, I'm with you in that. Uh, I, as I was kind of joking off air, Maybe it's just that the guys I wanted to choose aren't available, so I had a you know you only you can only choose from what's available. Mm-hmm. So I decided I'm going to have a tonight's going to be my fun night. In that, yeah, I believe in the I believe in the choices, but they're more they're they're, they're driven by who I want to root for, and who you might want to root for as much as uh, you know the the, the analytics. So mm-hmm. Rafael Devers against Alec Manoa. Manoa, just please, please don't hit anybody in the face. Just please, please, please don't hit back. Yeah, that was that was oh. rough, man. Manoa, he was really. Oh, he was shaking. I don't think it was purposeful, it. but Manoa, I think he, he he hits a lot of players, and I, I saw it on Twitter. It wasn't intentional, but if you can't throw inside without hitting batters, then don't throw inside. Yeah, it's mm. kind of the kind of the uh, the message. So, but yeah, I'll take Raphael Devers at home, Alec Manoa, and then I'll take uh, L.A. De La Cruz so I can uh, vicariously root for you over nice. Patrick Corbin. I think I would take anybody against Patrick Corbin. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if De, if De La Cruz has a stronger side of the plate. I don't think we could tell at this point. Yeah, not yet. But um, I'll take either side of the plate against Patrick Corbin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about using Graham Ashcraft because he is going against Corbin. He's pitching really well. But it seems fluky given, you know, what he – you know, he's got good stuff, but he doesn't miss a ton of bats. So 
Right. I'm a little, I think I'm going to stray away from Graham Ashcraft because the over under two is 10 and a half runs. Yeah. And, and he was going to be a 90 degree night. It's going to be a hot night. Yeah, he was at 15 points, which is kind of that tweener. You need to stay in the game. You don't have to get the win, but he doesn't get straight. You know, I, I looked at Ashcraft and my, my net was actually under, but it wasn't a ton under. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like 14 and a half. So, eh. But um, yeah, I think, you know, with the way he's been pitching lately, it seems like, oh, yeah, he should go over. But yeah, skeptical as to that level of performance. And yeah, 90 degree night, it's going to be a hot one in uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. And even without Candelaria, Washington's kind of scrappy, the lineup. Mm-hmm. So CJ Abrams has really blossomed oh, this year. Oh, man. Yeah. It's been great. Player of the month. If not, if he didn't get it, he should have. So. Since I'm not going Graham Ashcraft, I'm going to go with one that's kind of a little bit of a threat of rain. Our weather guy, Peter Jizik, has a has it, I think, as, you know, the second. Uh, he has it as a possible delay rain out, but that's not a likely delay rain out. So I'm going to go with Hunter Brown against the Yankees. Luis Severino has been terrible. Houston is favored here on the road in Yankee Stadium. Yankees just kind of, well, you know, the, the Domingo Herman situation is strange, but I just, yeah, you know, with the Anthony Rizzo thing, it's just things are off for that organization right now. So I could see uh, Hunter Brown going in there. And, uh, you know, he's been a little off his game, but I mean, he's been okay. He's gone six in each of his last two outings. So I think, uh, I think he gets the win. Severino's just been such a disaster. No, correct, and I he I considered I strongly considered him, uh, put off a little bit because I I, I may not be around to, to change my lineup later, so uh, that was the reason why I went off of I didn't go to Brown for my pitchers again playing a little bit of uh, guys I want to root for or and or don't want to root for, Aaron Nola he's I think he's the highest over under on the board but I still have him going over, uh, over the mark, uh, for for the Phillies. So um, I've got a lot invested in, in Aaron Nola all over the place. So I'll hope he can go seven innings and, and strike out at least seven Royals going against Jordan Lyles tonight. And in a revenge game of sorts, I will, I will take the hitters in the revenge game. And I will take the Guardians to do some, uh, do some damage to Mike Clevenger when he's on the hill. And I will take the under. I will take the under on Mike Clevenger. Okay, I like that. I like that. I'm kind of debating how I want to go here for this next one, but uh, actually, I think I'm going to take the other side of that, and I'm okay. not going to take Clevenger, but I'll take the over on Logan Allen. Yep, because he is uh, for a lot of the reasons you said on Clevenger. It'd be to be kind of on the other side of that against a White Sox team at at home. That's you know uh, really. Not intimidating offensively after the top, you know, four. So, and Cleveland favored here at home, minus one seventy. Over under is only eight and a half. So, while it's going to be a ninety degree night in Cincinnati, on the other side of the state, it's going to be a lot cooler. So, uh, yeah, projected uh, temperature at first pitch seventy nine degrees. So, give me Logan Allen. Good call. Over on what was the number on him? Fifteen point two four points. Yeah, you don't even need the win, and I think you'll get it. And uh, anybody else? Any other picks uh, on rival for you tonight? No, I think I'm going to stay there. Um, 
like I said, they just they, you know they list players who they think will people be interested in choosing and guys that I wanted aren't included. Ah. So I may I may go through if I if I get home in time for my errands later, I may review the card and check the weather and see if there's any changes and, and put in a couple more. But um it's good to lock them in early just because these these do change. The odds do change, we've noticed. And uh lock them in now because they may go higher. If you I'll just do it later. You 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 may in if you check later, sometimes they're lower and you can race it and put it back in again. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah, it's true. I mean yeah, definitely uh keep track uh you know closer to first pitch, but and we'll have you covered over at, at Rotowire for sure. Fastest lineups page in the industry, if I do say so myself. Uh, before we move on to two star pitches, I'll bring you a quick word from our friends over at Home Run Index. Maybe a good night to use the uh, Home Run yeah. Index tonight. Yeah. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or ball the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There is a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the whole game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game, so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game, as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to Home Run Forecast dot com now to sign up we appreciate their sponsorship appreciate rivals sponsorship of course and now todd we will move on breaking news breaking news breaking news those of you waiting on cole hamels to save your season he's retiring oh no You know what? And I mean, did, was that a news flash from like 2018? No, it just just came across the Rotowire newswire just this moment. Uh, so he, he had been if... hanging on. Um, you know what? I mean, those that picked up fantasy a little bit later um, kept seeing people talk about Cole Hamels. And he was terrible. He was a really good pitcher for a decent amount of time. Oh yeah, he you was. know. I, I hope people you know remember those days and not the the failed comebacks for, for Hamels. Yeah, it's it's a tough game, man. And he had a bunch of injuries, right? I, yes, he did. I, towards I, the end, yeah. yeah. Towards the end, yeah. Coming back from those as those mounts is just uh, incredibly tough. So, you know, he's not even 40 yet. And as I alluded to, it feels like he's been – you know, gone. He did pitch in twenty twenty for Atlanta a little bit. Only actually, it wasn't wasn't Rotowire. It was it was Bob Nightingale. Insert nice. joke here, but I'm going to assume that Nightingale got this one. Well, enjoy the ride off into the sunset, Cole Hamels. Enjoy retirement. I don't think yeah. it'll be a. I don't think he'll be hurting for for money. No, I don't. You know, I. You know, hey, we may see him on TV. I think, if I recall correctly. Um, they used to like do interviews and stuff. Maybe we'll see him on TV. Yeah, he's a 
charismatic guy. All right, let's get into the uh, two-star pitchers right. for next week. The week All of right. August 7th, 2023. Wow, we are uh, clock's ticking here, folks. We're getting down to crunch time here. And first of all, for Arizona, we have Brandon Fott stuck in there for two. And that's he's good again. He's good again. Yeah, he's had a really <laughs> nice outing. I think that was yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, he was really bit by the long ball early on. Did uh, did get stuck with the loss yesterday, but seven innings, seven Ks, only one walk, only one earned run allowed, and two hits. So really a nice bounce back, even though he did take the loss, Brendan Fott. And the reason we have him in for two is because we are not expecting them with a couple off days to start Slade Ciccone. But maybe you think about adding Slade Ciccone. Um, mm. He does have to face at Colorado the next week, so maybe not. But uh, yeah, probably put Ciccone in long relief with two off days, and that would set fought up for two versus the Dodgers versus San Diego. <sighs> Tough matchups, but I think I'm going to go with a two. I'm going to go with a, I'll call it a break glass in case of emergency two okay. in that you just, you need the help, right? You, you need what we saw from fought last time or your staff's in shambles. And if he, if he stinks, your staff already stinks. Mm-hmm. So there's enough potential there that I'll go to the two. That sounds like a one, but by saying two, it emphasizes that the potential is there for him to have a decent couple of starts. Yeah, I mean, highly touted guys, a prospect. We'll just have to wait and see. I think we. I, I don't. I, you know, as far as a career goes, I'm not down any more down. Excuse me, any more down on him because of what he what he sure, showed. Sure. I'm in a stratomatic league. Now, I don't – because I need to use these stats in my league next year, I'm not psyched about that. But as a long-term prospect, you know, hard to get good pitching, I still think he's going to be a good pitcher. Yeah, certainly not, you know, down on his long-term prospects due to the uh, struggles yeah. this year. But would like to see him, you know, continue to show growth over yeah. the uh, yeah. final two months. Spencer Strider, that's an easy five. Guys, unbelievable. What about Yanni Chirinos, though? <laughs> um, comes over from Tampa Bay. makes Made a couple starts, I think, now for Atlanta. Did get to five innings uh, his last time out. It's going to be at Pitt, at the Mets. Where do you land on Yanni? Set up between the, between the great pitching parks and the lack of offense, I don't know that it gets any better. So I yeah, think I mean it's, it's it's above zero. Yeah, um, I think it's a two. The win potential, you know, I think with so that too. bullpen. Yeah, I was tempted to go one, but I think you're right. Points league, definitely, maybe three in a points league. Yeah, but I'm going to go two. Well, we were talking with Fod about the difficulties, uh, how hard it is to get big league hitters out, and you know the as Jason Klett likes to say. What does he say? Um, all progress is not linear. Is that what Jason growth, said? Yeah, well, everybody, yeah, growth is not necessarily linear. Yeah. Yeah, I, maybe I shouldn't have attributed that to Jason. Well, no, I mean, Jason <laughs> he does, does like put to point it, well. it out. Yeah, yeah, no, Jason likes to point it out. Yeah. Um, so What I was getting to, anyway, was that Grayson <laughs> Rodriguez has also struggled. 
roundabout way of getting to it, but 609 ERA versus Houston at Seattle. Just a guy who's not lived up to expectations. We're not you know, writing him off, but tough guy to use at the moment. Uh, pitched okay at Toronto. But, man, this is a tough guy to trust. I think I'll give him a one, but uh, it's a you got to really take a leap of faith here. No, I'm with you. And I think, you know, quietly, Tyler Wells has been – well, not quietly. He's been pretty loud, terrible lately. Yeah, he's demoted. Kind of quietly sent down, yeah, because yeah. it was amongst all the other news, which means you're counting on Grayson Rodriguez, unless yeah. Wells flips it around and you can bring him back up again. I'm with you with a one, but again, it's it you know goes without saying. Long term, he's still one of the best. Yeah, still a really, you know, intriguing and uh, appealing yeah. prospect and chip to have in a dynasty league. But right now, it's yep, it's tough to deploy him. Yeah, hard to justify that uh, for Grayson Rodriguez. What about Cutter Crawford? I mean, he's been. Check out these matchups. Fantastic. Versus Casey versus Detroit. What do you say, five, six? (laughs) I'm not going to go five, but I think that's a four with the matchups. (laughs) I think it's a two-pitcher and six matchups, so that averages to three. Um, But I'm going to go four as well because why not? No, I like what Crawford's done. It's kind of a weird, deceptive – he doesn't hide the ball, but he kind of like – like slings it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think you're going to get some deception early on and uh, hopefully uh, Mr. Sale is back next week. Random, but it just crossed my mind since we just mentioned Tyler Wells. Do you remember on the pod heading into the break, we su- suggested there could be some regression ahead for Wells. I don't think anybody expected. Oh man. Yeah. It, this, it, it was just ugly. fell off a cliff. Yeah. Well, cause he, he, he um, Mitch Keller, um, it, it takes a while for us to change our minds, right? Mm-hmm. So when yeah, we do, Keller. when we buy in and they flip the script back the other way, you know, it's kind of like, it's almost, you feel bad if someone was listening to us and, and picked up Mitch Keller and picked up Tyler Wells. We got him. There's 10 guys that we said to pick up that did good, mm-hmm. but see, so only remember the bad. And I was a teacher. We used to get, you know, recommendations, you know, 30 students can say he's a great teaching assistant for organic chemistry. One says he's a clown. It's that one clown recommend or, uh, review that you remember. Yeah, that's just human nature, <laughs> uh, for better or worse. Uh, Drew Smiley's got an 840 ERA over his last yeah. three innings. Um, he goes to the Mets and then Toronto. I I think I got to go zero. I, he, he had kind of a renaissance outing and then it went back the other way again mm-hmm. maybe it was i think that was as an opener or as a primary pitcher no i you know i yeah. i mean we talked a little bit about the cubs uh, i think for tomorrow's mlb network is being kind of a sneaky don't forget about me team that means smiley has to pitch well but i he just hasn't shown it i'm uh, yeah, number wise be surprised if they throw an opener yeah number wise i'm open. gonna go a one because that you know, go one that Mets one is is not uh, not too bad, but I I'm not. Ugh. Smiley's always been one of my favorites. At least you know, bang for the buck sort of guys. It's mm-hmm. it's right now more bang than buck. 
Well, about a month ago, I was kind of hoping, yeah, maybe the Reds could get Jamison Tyone, even in the division, you know, buy low. Well, he slammed that window shut and <laughs> really kind of forced them to, not force, but with the way they've been playing lately, Bellinger, they've decided to hold and, and go for it, the Cubs. And, man, over his last 30 and the third innings, Tyone's got a 208 ERA. One one two whip, only twenty three Ks in that stretch, but uh, looking a lot more like the guy we saw last year, Jameson Tyone. So um, let me see, what are these matchups again? Mets at Mets at Toronto. Matt, Mets at Toronto. I think we'll go three. I was thinking two, but then I'm thinking Toronto's out without Bichette. Yeah. Um. So I am going to go three. And I know it's righty on righty, but Bichette hits anybody, everybody. Yeah, it's a long season, and man, so many guys go through ups and downs, and you know the overall numbers for Tyone still look pretty rocky, but he's really been a completely different guy over the last month or so. Yeah, Brandon Williamson for the Reds. He's home against Miami, then at Pittsburgh. Um. If I remember right, he was finally started to get some love in the NFBC last weekend, Brandon Williamson. And you know, didn't have a great outing against the Cubs this week, but let's see. Um, I'm doing kind of selective endpoints here. <laughs> you know, he's pitched okay, about a you know, four-and-a-half ERA type of guy over the last you know, month and a half. So nothing special. Doesn't necessarily move the needle, but with these matchups – would you consider starting Brandon Williamson, Todd? Uh, I, I have not been especially impressed, mainly because I had some expectations and they oh. haven't been lived up for. Um, he had some pedigree. Um, I jeez. Miami, Pittsburgh. I think I know it's not a zero. So I will give him the one, mainly because of the at Pittsburgh, because I think Miami um, have done enough with their offense that it's, they're not a they're not a juggernaut, but they're no longer a pushover. Yeah, true. Um, all right, Tanner Bybee for the Guardians. Real quick, you want to let our, let our fans know what about Lion Richardson, who's being called up by the Reds more than like to me. It looks like he he may not be stretched out enough to start, but he's he's not terrible. I think the Reds just desperately need some fresh arms in the bullpen. More of a bullpen because he's been going three innings every yeah. game. Yeah. I I think it's probably just so many arms are just tired. Okay. And the Reds, yeah. Well, about Lively, though. I mean, yes, he he's. The yeah, Lively's he's... hurt. Well, yeah, good call. I, I don't know what the Reds are going to do. It's. Um, well, you could yeah, start. Ryan Richardson. I mean, I think that's the best guess. Yeah, well, he was scratched from a triple-A start. Oh, okay. Yeah, so indications sense. are he could be coming up. But like I said, he's only thrown three innings uh, like like every appearance for the last month. Yeah, not a guy I would think about streaming even against okay. Washington. Right. Okay. Uh, it is at home, and like you said, I, and I, I honestly don't know a ton about him. But, All right, okay. Um, I'm going to have to dry there. Apologize. No, you're good. I just – they're going to have to get creative. and Yeah. Um. Yeah, hopefully they get uh, Antone back before long. And I thought there was somebody else. Oh, um, Santion. Yeah. 
They could get up, bring up Santion. So yeah. yeah, I think it'll probably be a glorified bullpen day on on Sunday. Okay. Um. All right. Moving on, then let's see. Uh, Tanner Bybee versus Toronto at Tampa Bay. It's kind of like I feel like we've generally just kind of underappreciated what Bybee's done this year. I, maybe it's just me because you know I have him in a few spots, but I don't. I don't think I've fully appreciated the you know seven and two record and three one four ERA again versus Toronto at Tampa Bay. I think I'm going to go. With a four, actually. Yeah, strikeout in inning. This is a even though they're non-divisional opponents, this is a big week for Cleveland. Yeah, because they are a couple of teams that are you know with stuff on the line. So this is a big week for the uh, for the Guardians to see if they can hang in the division, even with trading Aaron Savali. Um, I'm gonna go four as well. Uh, walks a few too many, Bobby has, but he is he is fanning a batter in inning. And Xavier and Curry is just basically one of those glorified openers. He's been uh, pitching a little longer. I mean, I think three he's, innings. He did go fifty-four pitches recently, but he only yeah. got through three. So yeah, no, that is that is true. Uh, that's true. Um, I'm gonna go zero. Oh yeah, I am as well. I, I thought you know what I had thought is actually further into the game than that. So I I agree. I'm gonna go zero. Yeah, it's impossible to really start anybody like that. Uh, Peter Lambert, Kyle Freeland, they're on the road for two, but it's at Milwaukee at the Dodgers. I, I can't see either one of these guys. Nope. Nope. Maybe if it wasn't the Dodgers, I'd say one on Freeland, but I'm not going to. I'm I'm, a, I'm with you on a zero. Is there any more just kind of baffling organization than the Rockies? I I guess they did what they had to do in trading Crone and Grichik, and maybe you could say the A's are more of a dumpster fire given their PR you know relations, but I mean, this team just seems so completely aimless. This now, Rockies team. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. However, you know, now with the they dealing with Coors Field adds an extra layer to their plan. But I don't think they've ever, if it was, it was only for a short time. You know, designed a plan. We're in Coors Field. This is the plan. For a while, it did look like they were going to just go. You know, every, every, you know, just bash, 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 and just hope that the pitcher doesn't have, you know, plans on getting in the Hall of Fame because we want him to go six innings, give up seven runs, and win 10 to seven. Um, they did, it did look like they were doing that for a little while, but, and, and that's a tough, you know, it's tough because how are you going to get pitching? But um, I mean, but that, to me, that's kind of the way you have to go. Yeah. It's, they've done, They've dug this grave themselves, but uh, they got to find some way to, you know, as an organization, plot a better future for itself. It's just, they just seem to be kind of going in circles over the last two decades or whatever. Um, all right. Dylan Cease, not traded at the deadline, had a bit of a rough outing his, uh, after the deadline. 4 1 6 ERAs. Home against the Yankees and home against Milwaukee. I think I'm still going to go four. He hasn't pitched like a four, but um, home for two. I think he's better than he's shown. I, I still don't really know exactly what Dylan Cease is as a you know commodity, but um, I think he's better than than a four one uh, four six one ERA. Right against a couple of offenses that. 
by the numbers aren't doing so well, but you look at the line and go, wow. I mean, one of these days they're both going to put a hurting on a pitcher. Um, I'm going to go three though. I mean, I am a little, it's Chicago's, I know it's home, but it's not a great place to pitch and judges back in Milwaukee did a couple things with their lineup that they could be a little more dangerous. So I'm going to go three. Good on Erod for prioritizing himself and doing what he had to do with, uh, yeah. exercising that no trade, you know, people don't really like that when you, uh, you know, prioritize yourself, but I thought, you know, he's catching some flack, but I think he, you know, good for him. He, sometimes you got to stand up for yourself and do what you think is right for yourself. Um, versus Minnesota at Boston, he's pitched really well. Matt Manning's got that same two-step for Detroit. Um, I'm not going to give Erod a five, but I think I think Erod's probably a four. Yeah, now I, I agree with you, you know, saying about Erod, but it's funny how when a pitcher clearly or player clearly takes the contract for the money, even though it might be a poor situation, we complain. So I think the uh, the bottom line is people just like to complain. Oh yeah, <laughs> not us though. <laughs> is... Not us. Not us. No, never. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for the Rodriguez Manning. I'm going to go two. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was kind of on the fence, two, three, but three feels uh, a little high. But, you know, if I'm desperate, I'll certainly be looking. Uh... I think two means we're starting and we just don't have the greatest of expectations. Yeah. True, true. And if, if he were still available, I'd actually yeah, I'd probably be, you know, relatively happy to add a guy like that. Yeah. Uh, Houston getting uh, Jose or Katie back. So six man for a little bit for Houston. That it sounds to be the plan, mm-hmm. and I think it might depend upon the the battle with the Lone Star State battle. And if if someone if Javier continues to struggle, maybe they take him out. But I think you can make an argument why everybody in that rotation can benefit from six days. Yeah, you know Christian Javier has had some struggles, and there you know Brown lately has kind of hit a bump. So. Yeah, build in an extra rest day, see what happens. Usually, you know, an injury will just kind of take care of the situation itself, but uh, at least buys them some time. Going yeah. With the six man for now. Yeah. yeah. Cole Reagans for Kansas City at Boston versus St. Louis. My initial instinct is to just, you know, dismiss uh, Cole Reagans. We did throw six shutout innings. Uh, his last time out and only one run allowed his outing prior to that. So, yeah. 11 Ks over his last 11 innings, one earned run allowed. Um, man, Cole Reagan's though. At Boston versus St. Louis. I think I'll give him a one for how well he's pitched lately, but I uh, don't feel great about it. He was starting when he was in the minors, striking batters out, but he's also walking them. Keeps the ball in the yard. I'm with you with the one. Um, I don't think we can, you know, I don't think we just dismiss it. So I will. I will go with the one. By the way, how about our guy Brady Singer lately? Yeah, um, your guy, I and mean, I'm kind of. Uh, did you see? Yeah, it sums up my the feelings. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the with, with the GIF where the cartoon Alice from Wonderland like jumps down the rabbit hole. Uh, it's kind of you know she does her back like. <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. So yeah, that's what I posted last night. Brady Singer is good again. 
then you know Zola doing the backflip into the uh, rabbit hole. And you know what? It's it's only it's been two starts. I don't think they erased the entire season yet. But darn it, in DC's where I can't drop him, I'm you know, I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna have to think about it. All right, uh, no two-star pitchers for the Angels. They got the six-man going. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, all-star last year. They gave up his first run of last year in the all-star game, if you remember. Yeah. It's been a different story for him this year. 4-11 ERA at San Diego versus Colorado. A little bit of a different two-step for Julio Urias at Arizona uh, versus Colorado. Starting with Gonsolin. <clears throat> Yeah, I love that Colorado at home. I think I'm going to go four. Certainly has a pitch like that, but uh, with the matchups, I think I'm going to go four. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. He's kind of out over his skis a bit, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go four. It it feels a little hefty, but I'm going to go four. Probably going to have the same thing with Urias, but go one higher. Yeah, um, I'm going to go five on Urias, two. And uh, be on the lookout for Clayton Kershaw coming back yeah. next week without a rehab assignment. Even so, you wouldn't hesitate to just throw him out there. Uh, start I didn't with... home. Well, Colorado against lefties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, he is bypassing a rehab assignment, so we don't exactly know the workload. But I wouldn't. I get news for you. I mean, it is Clayton um, Kershaw. I expect. I get to... news for you. Um, the the quality of opponent might be better in a rehab than it is facing Colorado without Crone and without Grichik versus a yeah, lefty. that's true. That's a good point. Um, so Kershaw, not a two-star guy, but expect him right. back next week. Braxton right. Garrett at Cincinnati versus the Yankees. A little bit of a blind spot for me, I have to admit. I, you know, he's, he's 120 whip. Not Let me open your killing, eyes. Yeah. He's really good. He's been What's pitching that? Let me see if a blind spot. I shall open your eyes. He has been crushing it lately. Yeah, I mean, man. I You know, when people picked him up, I was highly skeptical. He's just continued to prove me wrong, so good on him. Uh, since June 11th, he has a 3.76 ERA, 108 whip, uh, 62 Ks in 52 and a two-thirds innings. Yeah, yeah. Huh, where do you fall number wise here? He's I think you know what we what we say a lot is I think it's a five, but he's not you know he hasn't sh- been five quality, so I'm going to give him a four. I think that's where I'm going to be on Braxton Garrett. I think I'm going to go three since one of those is in Great American Small Park. Okay, but I certainly uh, see your case for a four on Braxton Garrett. Freddie Peralta versus Colorado, so he's another guy, not a lefty, but. Love getting the Rockies at home, right? Especially that stripped down Rockies team, excuse me. Uh, so versus Colorado, then at the White Sox, I think I'm gonna give Peralta a five this week. Oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, you know what? Yeah, it's gonna be a low end five for me, but he's pitched pretty well, so I am gonna go five. And hopefully, for Brewers fans and, and people that drafted him, hopefully. The reason there's uh, only one two-start pitcher is because Brandon Woodruff comes back. Looks like next week we will get a uh, the return of a one-time AL Cy Young winner. Do you know who I'm talking about? 
Yes, I do. Yes, Mr. and there Dallas was in one of the fan, one of the stupid fan click or bait, clickbait Red Sox sites, which I kind of stopped clicking. Zola stopped clicking. We need to go get Dallas Keuchel. He's a former Cy Young winner. No, no, we don't. We absolutely yeah, do not. Doesn't tell the story at all for what he is uh, today. I mean, even when he was a Cy Young Award winner, we're like he's not that good. Yeah, he didn't, never missed a ton of bats. <laughs> he actually opted out of his deal with Minnesota, but then they uh, yeah. they took that time to add him to the roster in order to keep him. So we're projecting him at Detroit, at Philly, and I'm going to go zero. I am don't too. let the former Cy Young win fool you. Nope. I am as well. What about Sonny Gray, though? Do you know that uh, he has not won a game since April? I actually, did not know that. Actually, insane. I actually, he won. All, he won last night. Sorry, but uh, well, then that, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. Um, I'm gonna have to look why we didn't get a note on that. Uh, but yeah, he from May sixth through July twenty eighth, eighty two and a third innings without a win. So I, I mean, mean he's kind of done that to himself by not getting uh, hitters out his third time through. But also just kind of an amazing uh, fluke, given 40, he's pitched well over that stretch. A 4.26 ERA in that span, which is, you know, below league average. But he only gave up four home runs in those 82 innings. Mm-hmm. That's just a weird, that's just a weird line. And 80 hits in 82 and a third, all right, maybe there's a little bit of of of, uh, of, ba- of, of a high Babbitt, but it's not terrible. It's still fewer than a hit an inning. That's just nuts. Even three and a half walks isn't that egregious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll bet that left on base is like in the sixties. Yeah, probably. It's uh pretty wild. Just uh, I know he was kind of I think his first start out of the break kind of expressing some frustration, but and I understandable when you've gone that long. Uh but good to see him get off the schneid and get the, oh we did get a we did get the note. I'm sorry. So yeah, he got his first uh, win since April yesterday. Now five and four, Sunny Gray. Anyway, all right. So Sunny, I'm going to go five. Let's see. Um. Yeah. Now that he's off the wind tonight, uh, I'm going to go five. <laughs> um. Cody Sanga versus the Cubs versus Atlanta Stame. Uh, Two star for Cookie Carrasco. Carlos is just. Beyond saving at this point, I think. So I'm going to go zero on Carlos Carrasco. The cookie has crumbled. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Uh, Sanga, though, really has been their best pitcher, even when they had Verlander and uh, Scherzer. So I'm going to go... You know, I think I'll go four, because Atlanta could could do some damage. I'm going to go four as well. And it's it's because strikeouts. So you could strike out twenty batters next week. Yeah, you know. So I'm I'm gonna go with the potential there, and say uh, four. Sounds like they're gonna bring Tyler McGill uh, back up. Yeah, Not and, a... yeah. To to Sanga's advantage, I think anyway, is you kind of mentioned McGill. It's a doubleheader. Well, you didn't kind of. You mentioned McGill. It's a doubleheader, and sometimes you get a bit lesser of a lineup in a doubleheader, right? So everybody plays. Good point. Good point. So maybe you don't face, maybe Austin Riley gets the day off. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, I don't know that you rest Acuna, but you never know. 
maybe maybe you get a bit of a lesser lineup. Yeah, for the second game at least. Yeah, yeah. Especially because if there's any team that you know can take a little bit of a break as far as um, you know not being chased, it's the Braves. Yeah, just wanted to mention McGill because you know it's he's fallen quite a bit from you know when people called him Baby Goat. Yeah, <laughs> comparing him to uh, Degrom, but yeah, yeah I still yeah. think maybe there's something there. I I dropped him last week in the uh, I think it was last week in the Staff Keeper League, and now I kind of maybe I'll circle back and look to add him again. All right, let's pause briefly. Take care. One last little piece of business here. I'm late in doing so, but we'll pause to throw to a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, wrapping things up on the Friday show here. Powering through the last two-star pitchers for next week, the week of August 7th. 
2023. Garrett Cole is going to be a five, so that's an easy one coming out of the break. Uh, next up, Ken Waldachuk, another easy one. Uh, zero on the other side of the coin. I still, I still have hopes that he could be usable down the line, but right now I, I want nothing to do with him. Here's a little tougher one. Ranger Suarez at home against Washington, then at home against Minnesota. So, um, you know, they are going six-man for the time being, probably until the following week when they have two off days. So they added Lorenzen. Neither Christopher Sanchez nor Suarez bumped for now. So uh, versus Washington versus Minnesota for Suarez. I think I'll go three. Is that too high for Suarez? I was thinking it's too low, but I have to remember that he hasn't been good lately. He went through that stretch where he was just nails. Mm -hmm. And then kind of coming out of the break, he has not been all that great. Not bad in his last outing. I Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm going to go three. Um, You know, you mentioned Sanchez. It's like neither, you know, Suarez or Sanchez – Neither of them have pitched poor enough to be taken out of the rotation. And as our colleague Eric Haltman pointed out, both Wheeler and Nola pitched a ton last year going deep into the playoffs. So maybe this is a way – I think Philly still has got wild card thoughts. I think they've got the second wild card as of now. And with that rotation, you just never know. So I think what the Phillies are doing is – holding on to their wild card berth and trying to get their rotation primed for a playoff run. Yeah. Well put. I think that's, I think they, you know, still dangerous. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, if they can keep everybody rested and performing well in that rotation, they'd certainly have a chance. Man, if they was... only could get a good shortstop. <laughs> yeah. That has not worked out. Wow. I mean, any, I, you know what? I mean, I took Turner over Acuna. And I told people to take Turner over Acuna. You know, if you see me and I told you to take Turner over Acuna, you can punch me. Okay? Wow, you know the movie you Diner? That? You know the movie Diner where the guy went and, like, punched out everybody from the Little League team? That, you know, when he got he got beat up in Little League. So he spent his rest of his life, like, finding one by one and punching the guys that punched him. <laughs> you are allowed to punch me uh, if I if you took Turner over Acuna on my advice. Wow. The first three. I don't know if that could take more than three. <laughs> I'm going to ask that you don't do that if you Okay, well, that. all right. <laughs> but, no, it just is a favor to me. But, um, yeah, you know, I think I didn't have Turner over him, but I did have Julio over Acuna. So I, yeah. I probably deserve at least an open hand slap or maybe a Ric Flair, like, chest slap. Oh, I don't know. At the very least. Those, those hurt. Those do hurt. I, in college – took a few of those uh osvaldo Bido, it's gonna be at zero for me but what about mitch keller what do you do uh in light of his oh, recent struggles gosh I, I i i'm not gonna let you guys punch me for keller because hopefully you made your own decision there but i was on him listen i was on him and i thought we saw some changes and it, he's kind of reverted um i haven't done a deep dive to try to figure out why but uh man eight six two and eight as far as runs allowed uh, since the break. That's just terrible. I'm going to go. Andy's got a face, and they're both at home, but Atlanta and Cincinnati? It's not I'm gonna, an easy uh, two-step. I'm going to – oh, Jesus. Is it, is it down to a 
is it down to a one for a guy that I was borderline five on? I, I have a two actually, but oh, you thinking one? He's, uh, I'm thinking two. I'm thinking two. I, I can't, I can't go all the way down to a one. But he's been very, you know, yeah, he's been very disappointing. And and uh, I'm not the only one that was convinced that he doesn't stink anymore. But mm. it has been, you know, I want to check to see, um, you know, is it is it is velocity? He could be affected. It could be the the pitch clock cumulative. You know, rushing a little bit is catching up to him. And we just don't know about these things for some pitchers. Of course, that's going to be an excuse for everybody. And, you know, for 10 pitchers that are struggling, it's probably the case for two. But we're going to say it's the case for all 10. Yeah, I'm going to go two on Keller, but it's hasn't been pretty. Now, Seth Lugo's gone, you know, six innings each of his last three starts. Yeah. Yeah. Over his last 47 and a third innings, he has a 304 ERA, 104 whip. So not only has he been pitching, but this is a guy who with the Mets was like a swingman type, wasn't always built up. He's uh, been ha- handling a heavy workload, no problem lately. So versus the Dodgers at Arizona, I think I can only give Lugo a three, but uh, he's been pitching better than a three lately. I'm with you. That, that you know, It's home against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a four game, whether one of those guys is a makeup or not. Although you don't get rainouts in San Diego or the Dodgers. I get just a four game wraparound um, series. Yeah, I, think so. I, I think they're playing each other this weekend. Um, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go four. No two star pitchers. I'm sorry. Three, the... three, three. Did I say four? I'm going to go three. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. Okay. No two star pitchers for Seattle. They have two off days. Then for the San Francisco Giants, Alex Cobb at the Angels versus Texas. Kind of tough match. I think I'll go four. He's just not a five. I think I may have given him a five last week, but this week I'm going to go four. I I think you could justify a three. Um, He's gone six this past two. All right, I'm going to say four. So the... Cardinals have one of those weird Sunday off days next week. Do they, I wonder, do they play some sort of weird? Oh, it must. It's probably just the interstate KC matchup. Uh, yeah, just a little two games set in state. But that's kind of weird to see a Sunday off day for St. Louis. Yeah, I don't. Is it Omaha? I mean, is, maybe we'll we'll look it up. Maybe there's. Yeah, no, that's, that's. I'll look it up for the for the for the write up because that's going to matter with the parks. Yeah, um, just something to keep in mind. I don't yeah. remember why that is, but look into it. Uh, so no two-star pitcher for them. And then Zach Eflin's going to be a five, right? Man, stay healthy, my friend. Yes. Yeah, they need it's all those injuries they've had there. They, they really relying on Zach Eflin quite a bit down the stretch. Uh, Dane Dunning uh, at Oakland, at San Francisco. Struck out 11 his last time out, so. Here goes he doesn't strike anybody out argument, right? Yeah. Well, he wasn't really. Right. He did have a 10K game before that, but pretty low numbers uh, strikeout-wise before that. But with this two-step at Oakland, at San Francisco, I'm not going five, but I think Dane Dunning has officially reached a four for me. I'm going to go four as well. And, man, every time I stack the Giants because they're cheap, and you can use the platoons; they're terrible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Giants are just terrible, 
even though I've only done it like three times. But somehow uh, they are terrible. Right? <laughs> yeah, and no, I've done not that. A great uh, offense, and I'm not least. a great DFS player. So you know, just to get a cheap San Francisco skack with the platoons on paper, it sounds good, but it just hasn't come through for me. Anyway, Hyunjin Ryu returned. Um, returned on Tuesday, yeah. made his season debut. Um, felt like he was. I mean, Tommy John, but it feels like. The better part of, well, since 2021, he's only made you know, seven starts, and his debut was rocky. So, yeah, I really don't know how to treat this guy. And so, for the hands, you know, for the time being, I'm hands off on Hyunjin. I am as well. I could see going one again. It's kind of one of those. My staff is terrible. It is at Cleveland versus Chicago. Yeah, the matchups aren't horrible. Although the Cubbies are, I don't want to say scary, but yeah, they're scary. They're kind of starting to be a little scary. They're, they're pesky. If you're a Reds fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, just in general. I'm going to say one, but I don't love it. You talked me into a one. I had a zero initially, but you're right. I mean, at Cleveland, for a guy who does have a track record of having some Yeah, success. I mean. And I don't know that you go easy on him because, all right, he gets hurt again and he retires. I mean, he's at a, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Josiah Gray, as we wrap things up, Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore, uh, both getting two starts next week for Washington at Philly versus Oakland. Hmm. I think I'm tempted to go three for both, but. Yeah, I'm only feeling a three for both. No, I am as well. I'm looking. You know, I, I I think they both have made strides, but they're still they're still showing inconsistency. You know what? I'm going to go four for Gore. Yeah. Um, since the break again, you know, selected as you like to say, selected endpoints, four hundred three, one point two five whip, eighty eight point five. I mean, it's not great, but. Uh, he has gone six innings, six and a third. I am going to go four for, for Mackenzie Gore. All it's right. a ma- well, kind of a matchup thing. Very nice. Well, good stuff. Let's recap our two-star pitcher grades for next week, the week of August 7th, 2023. We are officially in the stretch run, I would say, so let's stay strong and uh, power through here. Two-star pitchers for next week. Brandon Fott, two. Spencer Strider, five. Yanni Chirinos, two. Grayson Rodriguez, one. Cut, uh, I said I wrote Crawford Crawford, but the person <laughs> with a K, Cutter Crawford, four. Drew Smiley, I say zero, Todd, one. Jamison Tyone, three. Brandon Williamson, one. Tanner Bybee, four. Xavier Curry, zero. Peter Lambert, zero. Kyle Freeland, zero. Dylan Cease, I say four. Todd, three. Eduardo Rodriguez, four. Matt Manning, two. Cole Reagans, one. Tony Gonsolin, four. Julio uh, Julio Urias, five. Braxton Garrett, I say three. Todd, four. Freddie Peralta, five. Dallas Keuchel, zero. Sonny Gray, five. Carlos Carrasco, zero. Cody Senga, four. Garrett Cole, five. Ken Waldachuk, zero. Ranger Suarez, three. Osvaldo Bito, zero. Mitch Keller, two. 
Seth Lugo, three. Alex Cobb, four. Zach Eflin, five. Dane Dunning, four. Hyunjin Ryu, one. Josiah Gray, three. Mackenzie Gore, I say three. Todd, four. So only, what, uh, four disagreements this week. It's, it might be an all-time low. Or I was just disagreeing, or disagreeing <laughs> with you uh, today. But the good stuff, Todd. Anything else you want to mention today? Hey, real quick, I, I mentioned this in our Slack chat. As someone whose work depends upon the site's depth charts, and pitching grid, and lineups, et cetera, Thanks for such a great job over this past week getting all that updated. It made doing what I do, both for the site and elsewhere, that much easier. Uh, speaking of elsewhere, um, I'm the guest this week on Baseball HQ's uh, podcast. Spoke extensively with da- Patrick Davitt yesterday, so uh, it should be coming out sometime today. So if you, you didn't get enough of me, I uh, can't imagine that. Uh, I, I sp- spoke extensively with uh, PD uh, on the Baseball HQ Radio. I love Patrick David. He's a great guy, and uh, I'll definitely try to check that out. And if you have some time tomorrow, you can tune into MLB Network Radio. Todd and I will kind of have a little bit of a reunion Here we go. show with uh, James Anderson, too. Yep. Fucking the prospects moved and all the fallout from the trade deadline. Thank you so much, Todd. Thank you all for being with us. Let's uh, keep putting our best foot forward, and we'll talk to you next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.